0: Yeah yeah icy cold it is so it is so icy cold yeah mixing the water with cheese making the money get mold. yeah trying to be like gang you boy, better man. go and get it Power
1: yeah. deep deep we we did it we said it we spoke bro yeah we put it out thought it was smoke this proper flow this is at home right down the street from Alamo yeah yeah Parked the day's
0: in, ain't taking no days in yeah. Don't need a vacation, I need a replacement Bustin' the lights out, soon as we came in yeah. What are they talking about? what is retainin'? Yeah, yeah Need me a therapist to ask if I'm agin Asked me if you're Why did my genius invading? I live here and they're
1: hesitatin' They fightin', they fightin', go out they way, it's okay Cause about themselves is the basement I gotta get with my face in yeah. it icy cold. It is
2: so, it is so icy
0: cold.
2: What is going on, everybody? Happy Monday night to you and yours. Welcome to an all new edition of Chips and Dish here on the All About the Birds Network slash the AAT Sports Network. Remember, we are rebranding I have a very big show planned for you fine folks here tonight. I am joined by two excellent podcasters. First off, I am joined by Mr. Ryan Reese from the Philadelphia Sports Alliance at Philly Sports PSA. Ryan, what is going on, sir? Not much, man. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely, man. I was excited to pop on your podcast a little bit in the comment section and harass you and your host. Uh, that, was, that was enjoyable this afternoon.
1: Always appreciate that. Thank you very much.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not a problem. Not a problem. We are also joined by Mr. Eric Helwig from the Bring in the Backups podcast. Welcome, Eric. Welcome to
0: the East Coast. I know you were traveling. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me, brother. Excited to be talking Philly sports. You know Eagles football is in a good place when your highlight package includes the starting quarterback fumbling. Yes. Yes, it does. It does include that. Yeah. (laughs) And it's so exciting that you're here
2: because bringing the backups. I mean, to me, it's like all about backup
0: players. Gee, what was the big Eagles news over the weekend? It's Minshew mania brother. You brought, you brought me in the, you brought in the big backup guy to talk about (laughs) Gardner Minshew, which I, which I am very qualified to talk about.
2: Yeah. Listen, I must ask you a lot of questions this fine evening. So I'm going to continue doing that. Um, And while, listen, while you think about some of your thoughts, we're going to mull it over. I'm going to pay some bills real quick. See, I'm already all about the puns, you know, the mullet. Here we go. Uh, Adam says, what's up? Yes, I know the Phillies are winning as we do. So, gentlemen, one thing I have to clue you in on is whenever I do a live show on Monday night, if it's the Phillies, if it's the Sixers, if it's the Flyers, they always win. So I've been required to do certain shows on Monday night. Just so we get our wins. Um, Currently, the Phillies are up. We don't talk about it, but it's happening. Um, Jason checking in. Great guest. Great guest. Yes. Speaking of backups, the greatest backup of all time, Mr. Shane Falco. Because winners want the ball. And, Adam, we're going to get to your question in a second. Real quick, let's pay some bills. Statement games, fun-free twist on fantasy sports. Link in the bio. Check it out. Oddsjam.com. Use their arbitrage calculator to not lose money. Link in the bio. Check it out. All new designs in the aatbirds.com shop. Make sure you're checking out the all new designs, including the AAT Sports Network. We are rebranding, and that is all available for you in the shop. 99jersey.com. That's where, of course, we get this jersey. Use the code AATBIRDS20 for a 20% discount. Manscaped.com. I know this is Eric's personal favorite. Your bowls
0: will thank you.
2: Use the code AATBIRDS for 20% off and free shipping. And we are also sponsored by La Terrain Luxury Watches. Use the code AATBIRDS to check out for 10% off. Great. Bills are paid. I'm going to have a
0: conversation. I was, What's that? Wait, hold I on. Was really, I was really hoping when you said uh, you have to pay some bills that like a dick was going to appear right here and you were just going <laughs> to. So
2: it's funny that you went that far because at the okay. end of the show, and I played a little snippet for Ryan, you'll hear. So when we're sponsored by Manscape, like I said, and they send you a script, and they're like, Hey, read this on the air. And I went, no, I'm a teacher. I'm going to make a commercial with the script. So you're going to see in about an hour, one of the world's worst commercials ever made with some of the greatest subject matter you've ever heard. Um, Great. So make sure you check that. Mm-hmm. No, Johnny, I'm not going to stand up and do the Coy Detmer celebration, even though in my heart, Coy Detmer is one of my favorite backup quarterbacks of all time.
0: Detmer is the greatest backup of all time. We will talk about this later on. <laughs> yeah.
2: and, all right. So, so listen, I promised, I promised my gentleman friends here that we would talk a little Phillies first because speaking of backups, right? We're, we're just back up in all this drama with the Philadelphia Phillies right now. Reese Hoskins, done for the year. We have 14 different first basemen to match our 14 different center fielders. We have Zach Eflin. He's ready to come back. Now he's not ready to come back. Now he might be ready to come back. Now he's done for the year. Chase Anderson, Cut. I mean, I don't even know who's on this team anymore. So my big question for you gentlemen, and Ryan, we're going to start with you. Do the Philadelphia Phillies and whoever they have playing the game right now have a legitimate chance to win the National League
1: East this season? Simple answer, yes okay it's it's not it's not hard the the nl east is an absolute chit show yeah it is i mean the nationals and the marlins are just awful baseball teams the nationals sold away any decent player they had the mets the mets can't even stand their own fans they're 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 booing them it's, yeah it's, 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 an, it's just such a weirdly run organization and listen, the Braves are the Braves. They're a good team, but they're riddled with injuries as well. So they're only four and a half back. You know, they the Phillies have such an easy schedule. They play cupcakes. Now, granted, they don't always beat the cupcakes, but still. The Braves have a kind of a tough uh, road ahead. They play the Giants a lot or just on fire. They play the Dodgers. So I absolutely think they have a legit shot. Will it be close? Will it come down to that series in Atlanta? Probably. It'll be it'll be real close.
2: I think it's interesting that you mention the fact that you know the Braves they're they're injured, but they're I mean they were streaking and and the, the Nationals all they have left is Juan Soto at this point he's the Juan solo player they have left right. on this team. Like I get it, but this Phillies team plays to the level of their opponents. We saw it this weekend with the Diamondbacks. We saw it against the Pirates. We saw it against all these garbage dumpster fire teams. So how can we expect to say, well, they have the easiest schedule the rest of the way? Eric, how can we say that this team is actually ready to contend for a division title, let alone any kind of October schedule?
0: We can't say it, Chip, Ryan. We can't. We can't (laughs) be honest to the good people that watch this show. All right. We owe them more. No, well first off the Braves are the no, the Phillies suck and it doesn't matter if they're playing cupcakes because they themselves are a cupcake. So it's cupcake Great. versus cupcake. 50-50. I think they're going to finish 500 and miss the playoffs. And Yeah. I I yeah, I mean look, I went to go see the Phillies playing the uh I'm in LA, so I watched them play the Dodgers earlier this year. And it looked like the Dodgers were playing the Durham Bulls. I didn't know, recognize anybody's name yeah. on the team. It's like the injuries have been, I don't know what's up. Like, I don't know if the Phillies like training staff is like Joaquin Phoenix and the master, and they're just poisoning their best players every year. <laughs> but why, why is everybody always hurt? Everybody's always hurt on this team. Like it's, and I know it's baseball and it's 162 games, but let's, really, it you're, is. Not, you're not really doing shit for eight and a half innings. Like there's no reason to be that injured. But this team is like, I think it's been more snake bit than most with injuries. It's the same deal this year. I mean, who are the, who are their best? I, I don't know, like Herrera is playing well, I guess. Okay,
2: he's, somebody who wasn't supposed to, right? Somebody who wasn't no. even on the team at the beginning.
0: No, now that he's done doing Mortal Combat <laughs> <Mortal> <laughs> uppercuts on his girlfriend and playing baseball, we can watch him be a decent player. But the truth is, is like, I, like th- that Jan- Janikowski, Jan Karski, mm-hmm. that guy.
2: Yeah, the guy who? who used to be the beast in Beauty and the Beast before the spell was broken.
0: Right. Who is that guy? Why is I, why is that guy there? Like, there's there's got to be other players that they could bring in. It's it's like I, I don't I don't know what's going on. Look, I love the Phillies, but you know until they go back to their vintage hats, their vintage yes. colors, <laughs> I feel like, and not the pajama ones they wear now. Like, they need to do, like, this color with the pinstripes and then a little hint of the baby blue. Right. And I know this isn't, like, any type of real professional analysis, but this is what I really think. Yeah. If it's, they go back, is. If they take their current, the way the current uniform is, but just change the color scheme and do a little more of the baby blue, you know, not just, like, the blue stars they have over the eye in Phillies now. A little more of the baby blue. I think well. I think we'll see this team turning around in a couple of years.
2: And I think Gabe Kapler would have brought that if we had just given him a chance. I thought he could have, you know, brought the analytics to uh, to to change the uniform. But if you, again, to your point, you look at this team and you mentioned like you don't know these guys. Like at the beginning of the season, you could not tell me that Ronald Torres was supposed to be a contributing member that Brad Miller was going to have 14 home runs that Andrew Nab was the fourth best catcher on this. team. I mean, you could have told me that part because he was terrible before you don't even know who pitches for this team anymore. The bull. I mean, I think the problem with this Phillies team beyond the fact that there's zero consistency beyond the fact that they decided to borrow the Philadelphia Eagles training staff and all of their successes, because like, like Adam said, the Philadelphia athletic trainers are the worst in the entire world. You have seen it with the Sixers. You've seen it with the Flyers. You've seen it with the, Six- the Eagles. Now you're seeing it with the Phillies. You can't stay healthy. And as Adam is saying right here, right, it's not a good scenario when ESPN talks about the Iron Pigs and not the Phillies. And, yes, they do play down to their competition. Look, Bryce Harper is an exceptional talent, but he has not played like the $200 million Bryce Harper. JT Romuto. Hurt Andrew McCutcheon hurt Didi Gregorius hurt. Our best player right now is Gene Segura, who everybody wanted to run out of town. So the consistent again, they are consistently inconsistent. Even, even Aaron Nola, and if you gentlemen had do not know my feelings on Aaron Nola, it's very clear. He is not an ace. Aaron Nola is not an ace. I am tired of that word. So he had the exceptional start which Girardi blew the ending of. Goes to his next game, and I said flat out, within his next two to three starts, he would have a dud. He comes out firing. He's got five, six strikeouts. He's doing great. Doesn't get out of the fifth inning. Aaron Nola is not an ace because he is consistently inconsistent. Zach Wheeler, tough game tonight. To start, Has locked it in. I don't understand how this team can win the division against a Braves team that even with injuries is streaking and playing pretty well. But if they win the division, they're done in the first series, whoever the wildcard team is, they're going to knock them out. Ryan, you're shaking your head. You're you're not, you're nodding.
1: (laughs) So, so you, you technically asked if I thought it was possible.
2: Ah, yes, I did.
1: I I didn't say I necessarily believed that they would. Now everything you just said was 1000% right. Uh, except for the Harper thing. Uh, All right. The man got paid more money than than anyone at the time. $300-plus And the second he signed that contract, the expectations were way up here. Absolutely. Uh, which is understandable. But looking at his career, he had basically one season where he was MVP-level numbers. Right. Now, you look at his numbers this year. Yeah, you know, the RBIs aren't there but look at the the crap that's been hitting in front of him. He's got Very nobody true. on base ever. His first 14 home runs were solos. Like mm-hmm. that wasn't his fault. You need to have some people on base. The fact of the matter is he's leading the league in OPS. He's absolutely hot right now. He if it wasn't for, you know, Tatis having an amazing season, it would be clear cut that Bryce Harper should be the front runner of the MVP in the NL. So, right. to me, I don't give a damn about how much he makes the man's playing in an all-star MVP caliber season right now. And if it wasn't for him, we'd be, we'd be Washington. We'd be the Marlins right now, you know? Right. And, and to, to your point on Nola, absolutely not an ace. Wheeler's the ace of the staff. It's got to get a little bit more consistent, but you know, I, I like him. Uh, I like the guy they just traded for um, Kyle, uh, somebody Gibson, Gibson. Thank you. He's settling in real nicely. And listen, maybe we could take some pressure off Nola and he could be the two or the three. Maybe, maybe he might pitch a little bit better, but that, that ace expectation really after this head this year. And, and but he, okay,
2: but, but like, here's the thing, because it's it that narrative has been there for years. Yes. So Eric, Eric, let me ask you, is Aaron Nola, past, present, or future, an ace?
0: Aaron Nola is the greatest pitcher in major league baseball history. (laughs) I'll blow my brains out. If I can't convince either one of you before the end of the podcast, how about that? And got blasted. (laughs) He's fine. I think he's fine. I mean, whatever he's, he's a top, I think he's like a top 20, 25 pitcher. I mean, that maybe that's, it depends what you think of his ACE. It's like if every team has an ACE, then I think he's the Phillies ACE, but I don't think he's like in the top. I think he's in the bottom half of the league as far as like the best pitcher on a team. Right. So you know, I, I don't know. Could he could he game up and go on a run in the playoffs and and change that perception? Yeah, he could. You know, um, I, I I like him. I I I root for him. I think he's a, a great pitcher, and I hope he's on. I hope he's a career long Philly. And like, yeah, if they got somebody else that was better than him, I would say move him to number two. But I don't. I like I like Zach Wheeler a lot. I still think it's like, you know, it's like you can't replace the number, the guy that starts the season as the number one starter, like if, if, if they're going to move Nola to two, that's got to be like, he's got to be worse than he is. Like, I think like emotionally he's the team's ace. Cause he's been there longer, you know? So it's like, you know, I don't want to get into the foals argument yet,
2: but <laughs> Right, like, well, and that
0: was kind of where like, I started. Me, like, <laughs> like emotionally, he's the guy until, s- until something changes more significant than like, Zach Wheeler's numbers are slightly better than his. But here's my thing. Because
2: Zach Wheeler's numbers are better than his. Like drastically, there is very minimal talk, but there is talk of Zach Wheeler being the Cy Young. There is no talk anywhere in any kind of educated baseball that says Aaron Nola is a Cy Young caliber pitcher.
0: Yeah, but right? there's a lot of but there's a lot of talk in uneducated baseball, and I'd like to be the person to start that talk. <laughs> If Aaron Nola doesn't win the Sky Young this year, I will cut my own dick off and eat it on this show next week. All right? Oh, my
2: God. Back to the wiener.
0: I'm not, sorry. I'm sorry. It's been no, a long listen. Drive. It's been a long drive for me today.
2: It's fine. I, we started the episode talking about Manscaped, and now you have wieners on the brain. So we're, 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 we're just going with it. And look, Aaron Nola, look, I, I like Aaron Nola. I have a feeling – as his career progresses, he's going to go more the way of Cole Hamill's, where it's okay. I played with the team that, that drafted me. I got my big contract. Now I have an opportunity to go out west where I grew up, where it's sunny and I'm not playing, you know, September baseball in 45, 50, 60 degree temperature. You know, I can play in the 70s and 80s and my curveball, which requires it to be warm works a little better, and my, my my sinker, and all these pitches that he throws. Whereas Wheeler is just straight gas. Wheeler is just straight gas, fire, fire, fire. Look, Aaron Nola's got exceptional stuff. The problem is, is that it's not consistent, right? So he's getting shelled left and right. My definition of an ace, and as the comments are rolling in, there was an entire hour-long episode on this. Not every team has an ace. Every team has a number one pitcher. But in baseball, at any given time, there are five aces, the top five guys, where if you went, okay, you get five picks in your fantasy draft and the first five all have to be pitchers. You go, I want DeGrom, I want Garrett Cole, I want all these guys. Clayton Kershaw at one point was an ace. He's not an ace anymore. Like It, it, it moves around. Nolan Ryan was an ace his entire career. Aaron Nola for one season was in that category. He's not anymore. And I don't see a way that he gets back to it. That's my concern. Yeah. But I mean, do you I, need I, a top? I, I, do you
0: need a top? I don't think you need an ace to win a world series. I think you just need, you just need a salt. You you need three guys <laughs> that are like, you do that can win a game in a pressure circumstance. So like, I, I, I get the, I, I get the pushing back on the fact that he's not an ace, but like, he doesn't suck. So I feel he like he doesn't suck. I feel like he'd be uh, he'd be a top three starter on pretty much any team in baseball. So like I mean, right? I, so like it, for that reason alone, I'm like I hear it, but I'm like I feel like the Phillies' problems go deeper than Nola. I feel like well, they
2: do go deeper than Nola because there are no players coming up from the minors, and when you are injured, you are relying on the minor league crop of talent and we've seen it with mickey moniac we've seen it with all these guys that have come up and then went right back to i mean alec bohm right now is playing triple a baseball the starting third baseman of the philadelphia phillies is back in the minors yeah that's not okay no so my question what happened to scott kingery (laughs) he got injured he got injured um probably tripping over his contract that was completely unjustified.
0: That's so hilarious. And the Phillies were like, you know what we should do before this guy starts playing? What, mm-hmm. if, we, what if we give him a 30 year contract for $1 million yeah. a year and just see how much he thinks he sucks. Right. Let's and do he's that. Like I suck. I'll take that contract. He's like, <laughs>
2: and you know what I'll do? I can go. I can go. Okay. I think, no, nope. I can go. Uh, Attempt to play shortstop and I'll I'll fuck that up. Then I can go attempt to play second base. I'm gonna fuck that up. I'm gonna go attempt to play center field. I'm gonna fuck that up. Third base, you need a third baseman. I can suck at third base for you too. Hey, anywhere else? Here, I learned to throw a curveball back in the second grade. I can throw a curveball and get like. There is nothing that Scott Kingery does well. But is that to his? the point, if we put him on the waivers, and everyone was the entire major league baseball was like, "Nah, nah, that's you, friends."
0: Was that his fault, though? Did did he no, want to do that, nah, or did they nah. do that to him? But, but they're is-
1: doing the same thing with Luke Williams. They do that to everybody. If, if you don't fit exactly into one spot, and heck, even if you do, they they move you around. It, it, they've done it. St- countless of times and they've ruined countless of people I I cannot stand the the thought process of this organization the the lack of of intelligence for the minor league system you know you bring somebody up and then oh well they they don't do well Well, uh, let's move them back down let's bring them back up let's move them back down listen this season wasn't a World Series year right so why on on just... paper it was on paper was on ah. on the sales ads it was on wow. the, we're
2: the best team in the NL East it was and the fool me once shame on me fool me twice
1: all that nonsense it was well that's their own fault then for, for thinking that highly of themselves because it wasn't they had a, an incomplete team and I just don't understand you know they did it with Spencer Howard before they traded him. they've been doing it he's terrible. I mean, yeah, listen, it's not that he's a great player or anything, but they certainly did him no favors. They had not doing Mickey Moniak any favors. Just bring the kid up. Let him play. Let him figure it out. If he sucks, he sucks, and you move on. Don't wait. Don't give me three years of this guy going up and down and up and down and then going, oh, I don't know what happened. Uh, You know, he's just not consistent. Because you're not consistent with them. It happens too often. And we saw it with, with Gabe
2: Kapler and him trying to change things around too much and the people in Philadelphia going, whoa, 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 Gabe Kapler. This isn't how we do things, and we ran him out of town. And now he's got you know 80-plus wins out in San Francisco. Here's my last question about the Phillies. If the Philadelphia Phillies, because they were in first place, because they do have these absolute studs on the team, if they don't end up winning the National League East, should and will Joe Girardi be fired?
1: No. I, I think I think well they won't. I okay. think they'll, they'll at least give him another year. Okay. Um, I just I just don't see how he's fitting in here. He has no handle on his pitching staff. He doesn't know when to keep guys in. He doesn't know when to go to his bullpen. Every move he makes, it's the wrong move. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. So, listen, and, and people try to defend him and say, "Oh, you know, that's he's just not a pitching guy." Well, he's he's not doing other things well, as you know, all around. So, right. Honestly, I, I'm not one to usually pull a trigger on on firing a guy, but he's clearly not the guy. Why waste another season? Eric, what say you? If Ruben
0: Amaro is available, I say we bring him back and we give him. He is go. active on Twitter. He's very active on Twitter. Yeah. Very. I'd say we either, uh, we, we let him, uh, we let him go. I don't know. I don't I it's it's. I don't know enough about baseball. I say whatever Ryan said, that was the thing I was going to say.
1: There you go. Perfect.
0: There you
1: go. Jason Ryan says Ruben
0: is available. To, Ryan seemed to have his thoughts together. So, he did. They were
1: very guys. well lined up. And, and Matt it here says, hi, over give a It happens every once in a while. It's just pure luck.
2: All right. Well, to go then from the nice, clear conversation about the Phillies that we just had, we'll, we'll segue easily. First, we'll talk about the dumpster fire that is the Mets, and we'll transition into the dumpster fire that is Minshew mania, brother. Real quick, the New York Mets fans are booing them so loudly every time they screw something up that the Mets players have started basically thumbs downing the fans every time they do something right. This is happening right now in New York. It is my favorite story. Cause I hate the Mets, sure. right? I, I, I hate the Mets, but if you're a player, you do understand that your salary and the players they can put around players like Lindor are directly correlated to how many tickets you sell. So if you shit all over the fans, they're, they, they'll want to stop coming.
0: Yeah,
2: It's also the most Philadelphia thing I've ever seen. I love it.
0: It's, I, I, got, I have respect. I have respect for a team that can boo their own fans. You know, like I I went to a lot of games at the vet when I was – a kid and I never saw the Phillies do that back. And there were plenty of bad teams that right had yeah. all, they were being booed very loudly by me and I was eight. So <laughs> I kind of love it. I'll also say I lived in New York for 11 years. I, okay. I, don't have, I don't have a hatred for the Mets. Like the Mets have never been that. The Mets have never been good enough for me. To right. hate I hated Atlanta because they yeah, were, well of course. Yeah. So like my, my hatred goes to them, the Mets. I just, I'm like, yeah, they, they suck worse than us and have for, like, most of my life. Right. So I, I kind of have a little soft spot. You know, They that little apple comes up when they hit a home run. <laughs> they got the Shake Shack out in center field. They got a nice setup there. I like the blue right. and the orange, you know?
2: Mr. Met is a giant oversized baseball hat. I mean, they – well, they're, well, they're well, the he, well, best they're the best minor league baseball team in the major league baseball well
0: what's what's worse is Mets fans are like we got the best mascot in baseball it's like nah bro you don't all right you hold really up. don't
2: hold up because i i get to be an expert on this conversation because i was a mascot for seven years four years three years in high school four years in college and i was actually picked by mr dave Raymond the original Philly fanatic himself to be my college's mascot Ain't nobody better in all of sports. Nope. Not just baseball than the Philly fanatic. Yeah. Mr. Met right. can go
0: lick up. A- I mean, look, a couple more years of gritty, and he'll have something Yo. to say. But Yo. We, I, as far as I'm concerned, that's number Yo. one, number two. Boom, boom. Yo. It's like one A, one B, but
2: yeah, it's close.
0: It's close. No, it's no, closer no. than it should be because the yeah. fanatic was far and above yeah. everybody else. And then Gritty just shot right to the top.
2: Well, because he looks like many people that kind of live in Northeast Philly and Northeast Philly is pretty big with their hockey. So it's kind of like, you know, that's 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 what I'm talking about. No, he
0: looks like my he looks like my night terrors. If I've been doing meth for five weeks, (laughs) he looks insane. The first time I saw a picture of his face, I thought thought someone was was, was acid into my drink. It was he's crazy looking. But it's, it's it's a good example I love of like, it's a good example of you have to lean into, you have to lean into what you are. Like when they were like, should we make him ugly? They, yeah, they were like, yes, make him the ugliest thing that's ever been seen. And it's like, that's what is unique about him is like, they're not even Give him to
2: lazy be. eyes. Give him the fanatic pooch. He definitely doesn't wear pants. They,
0: they didn't, they didn't even try to make him palatable to a child. I love that. <laughs> no. I love and that.
2: Meanwhile, my seven-year-old is going to be gritty for Halloween.
0: Of course, because it's, look, it, look at what the Wizards did. They named themselves the Wizards. I remember, like, yeah. I was in D.C. as a kid, and the, the names, they tried to, like, name it for children, you know? After and they it, were the Bullets. Which they should have stayed, by the way, because that's what the city was known for, you know? you Right. It's, it's the perfect <laughs> name. It's the per- I'm not trying to be an asshole. They're like, we have too many shootings. I'm like, well, then that's why you're the Bullets. It's literally perfect. So... But no, when it's when you like pander, it's like pandering, right? Have a team called the Wizards to try to get more kids
1: to like your team. Flyers did the absolute opposite. Absolute opposite. They were told to make a mascot, and they said, "You know what? You know what? NHL, fuck you. We're gonna make the worst mascot possible." (laughs) Fuck you. Just embraced by the city, and
2: everyone's going to fucking love him. Yeah, it's great. It's great.
1: Pushing kids and stuff. It's great.
0: It's so perf. It's so perfect for the city, and it, it is such a fuck you to the idea oh, of a mascot to make it rough. that atrocious looking. And <laughs> I, I laugh. I laugh hard every time I see him. It's so great, and I, I I'm, I feel bad that other cities don't get that experience. Right, and the thing
2: that the thing, really thing that I love, the thing that I love the most about it is like he he catapulted to. National and international recognition so quickly. Like, I and I see Matt's comment here, like, I'm waiting on the Kraken mascot because I can't wait for the Seattle Kraken. I, I'm just, I'm so excited for that. Again, talk about like you, you're Seattle, you're basically underwater. You, you're either the Kraken or the submarines. Like, that's you had two choices there. I'm excited to see that, but I will not resonate with me like Gritty does. Everyone knows what Gritty looks like because he catapulted it up the Philly Fanatic. Same way. Like Matt says, we have two mascots who have been in lawsuits, but two mascots who are internationally recognized. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Name, All right. N-
0: name the other city that has that.
2: Um, nobody. Well, there's Mr. Met.
0: But, name another one. <laughs> in, in, in New York. And they got eight teams and you can't yeah. name another one. That's there's the I'm walking, saying.
2: there's the walking pair of pants for the New York Knicks. Um, cause they're the knickerbockers. Um, okay. I I don't know if that's actually, that'd be a great mascot. If you were just literally a pair of pants. I can't (laughs) have two eyes where the pockets are. (laughs) All right. Eric, I brought you on here for a reason. So before we get into this, can you tell me a little bit about your podcast and what it is that you do with your bringing the backups podcast?
0: In fact, I'm even going to spotlight you because this is how important this is. Oh, wow. Look at that. I don't know if I'm ready for this type of pressure. pressure. Uh, wouldn't it be hilarious if this was too much pressure for me <laughs> and you're just like leave. I'm like, I'm like, like oh, how, there he goes. How, how screwed am I in entertainment? If this is the too much pressure moment, <laughs> I just can't handle a spotlight on a podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. So my podcast, uh, it's called bringing the backups. Every episode I choose a backup quarterback from the league. I've done two Eagles so far. My favorite ever. Coy Detmer was my first episode. I, uh, I really could have called the podcast, I want to do an episode about Coy Detmer, because that's really the only reason I started it. <laughs> and then after the first episode, I was like, oh, I should probably keep going people liked it. So <laughs> it could have been people one. People love an underdog. Yeah. I also did a Bobby Whoring episode like towards Oof. the end of the first season. He was, um, he was great as a backup. And then they're like, go be a starter. And he was like, nah. Hey, man. He showed <laughs> us. He, 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 he made us all come against the Bengals in week 15 of 1997. And Mm -hmm. we all said, hey, he beat the Bengals. Uh, So, yeah. But anyway, the podcast is like every episode I pick a backup quarterback. And I do not talk about sports that much. Like it's mostly a comedy podcast, but I come back to sports a lot. So it's kind of like a a theme in the show. And I try to tie in the – usually I spend a lot of time shitting on what the the quarterback's done after they left the NFL – I spent sure. a lot of time talking about Bobby Hoing's real estate business in Ohio <laughs> on his episode. Uh, and I go through his website and kind of make fun of their slogan, which is too long. Uh, you know, it, it's, I do some, investiga- right. I do some investigative digging on the podcast as well, which is to say, I read the Wikipedia page live and go, Oh my God, <laughs> that happened. Uh, so it's, it's really, you should prepare yourself for a comedy podcast. What I tell people is if you like sports, you're going to get a little bit of that, but liking comedy is like the number one thing to sure. enjoy the pod. And then if you have a uh, if you have a person in your life that doesn't like sports, there's usually enough stuff, enough bits and other interviews that I mm-hmm. do in the show to kind of balance it out. So it's a good way to get your wife to not fucking hate you on Sundays when you're watching <laughs> football, because it's like, you just, it's a, it's like micro dosing sports, you know? Right. You got, okay. Like, a little drop, but it's like, it's a good listen for, someone trying to convince a partner to be a little more into it. Okay. I like it. Well, so I, I
2: kind of love that. And the reason why I was like, listen, I follow your stuff. I've listened to your stuff. It is hysterical. The Philadelphia Eagles, as they like to do, brought in some drama in the backup quarterback position. Once again, Uh, this is the city that is now famous for having built a statue for a backup quarterback who won a super bowl. And then they traded him to Jack. I mean, they ripped off Jacksonville. He shatters his elbow. They pawn him off on the bears. I mean, we, we have gotten more Nick Foles. The the fact that we, as Philadelphians really believe in this whole underdog story now, where every backup quarterback on the roster is going to be great. Unless you're Nick Sudfeld.
0: Well, Chip, Chip, you left off the most important part of that Nick Foles statue part is they built the statue while Carson Wentz was still on the team. That's the part where you're like, it's one thing to have a statue of a backup quarterback. It's another yeah. kind of thing to do it when that backup and the starter are still on the same fucking team, which is yeah. what they did. It's truly like it's a level of like self-sabotage that should be written down and studied mm-hmm. in history. I mean – and right like,
2: right near the inscription, there'll be a big-ass statue no, of it Nick would, Foles calling him it
0: would, It would be like if my wife erected a statue of the last dude she was banging in our kitchen, and I had to walk by it every day while I'm trying to get a sandwich. Even if I'm the most progressive dude in the world, eventually I'm going to stub my toe on it and be like, you couldn't throw a cloth over it? I got to stare this motherfucker in the face every day. It's insane. It's it's truly like a lack of understanding of human nature to put somebody in a. And look, Carson Wentz is. Let's be real. Like in football terms, he's a pussy. Which is yeah, he's 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 pretty soft mentally and physically. But this is what I when I say he's, I mean like a million times tougher than me, you, or Ryan. Yes, for a football player, huge pussy, and like. Which, it's important to say, would kick my ass in real life. I would tap out very quickly in a fight. Strong For man, I'm sure. Unsure. But, like, nobody, with the exception of, like, m- some Michael Jordan-level psycho, would respond well to that situation. And they kind of, like, they kind of babied Carson Wentz in a way after that Super yeah, Bowl. No. Where they, they set him up to be like that. Like, if they just, if they'd won the Super Bowl and gone like, you know what? Carson's the backup. Nick Foles is the starter. You know what would have happened the next season? They would have been like 500 in week 11. They Foles would have gotten injured or benched. And Wentz could have come in and been the hero and gotten his little confidence boost and done with Foles. Put a statue right next to it. (laughs) Exactly. But instead they were like, he's our starter no matter what. Like literally as they were winning the Super Bowl, they said that. And you're like, well, why? Dude, it's so offensive to like, The competitive nature of a football player to be like you just won the Super Bowl with this guy, but we're going to go back to the guy that was playing. It's it's what the it's what the Ravens did when they were like, "Hey, we won with Trent Dilfer. Imagine what we'll do with Elvis Gerbach." You know what you know what you'll do. You won't go back to the playoffs the next season, which is what happened. Yeah,
2: Elvis and the Ravens left the playoff building because that. I mean, look, that's not even a name I remember. That's a, That's how you know Eric does really good at this backup quarterback podcast because Elvis Gerbach didn't even register on my internal mental Richter <laughs> scale. I haven't heard that name in probably 12, 14 years.
0: Good yeah, God. Yeah. He, he They They brought him in to replace a Super Bowl winning quarterback. It's like, I don't know, like I'm not some great athlete, but when I play pickup basketball and my team wins, we get to play again with we, we right. it back. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure they could replace the fat white guy point guard that can't dribble with somebody better, but I just won. So I get to go again. So it's it, the, the, yeah. the, treat, the treatment of that Foles went situation is like, yeah, the Eagles have quarterback drama, but so much of it is self-inflicted. Like it doesn't need sure. to, it doesn't need to be that way. It's, it's pretty simple. Who's winning. They play. You go with the hot hand. You go with the hand yeah. that got you there. So, all right. So, so Ryan,
2: let me let me ask you this, right? We went into this season. We signed. Obviously, Jalen Hurts was just going to be given the job. Yeah. Then they go ahead and they sign Joe Flacco, and they they put in all these incentives to say, well, if you play X amount of plays, um, you will get X amount of dollars. Yeah. So, Joe Flacco goes, yeah, I'm coming in here to compete for the starter. And everybody knew. Everyone knew that Joe Flacco was never going to be the starter. And then they go out and they sign Nick Mullins, who Kyle Shanahan went around and said multiple times, oh, man, we're really lucky. We have all these starting caliber quarterbacks. Nick Mullins. And Nick Mullins was, whoo! So after the playoffs, after the preseason, excuse me, the the preseason where he is not even able to move the ball on the New York Jets and the bottom, bottom of the barrel New York Jets. they, They get rid of Nick Mullins. And they trade a sixth-round pick for Gardner Minshew, who had just lost the starting job in a not-competition to Trevor Lawrence, a.k.a. Travis Jankowski's twin brother. See, there's the (laughs) Phillies connection there.
1: There
2: Ryan, looking at this quarterback room, rank the quarterbacks in order, first string, second string, third string, and do you like the Gardner Minshew trade?
1: All right. Uh Hertz Minshew Flacco. Ooh, right away you're surpassing 100 percent I love this trade. Because you give up a conditional six. Could be a fifth, whatever. For right. a guy who is has starting, you know, uh caliber or a talent, has done pretty decent, a little inconsistent, but pretty decent. A good touchdown and interception ratio. Runs a Pretty similar, uh, you know, game to, to Jalen Hurts should, God forbid, one of our quarterbacks get hurt. Minshew could. There's no history of that. that. He's, he's <laughs> mobile. He could run the same system, honestly. And he he makes $850,000 and he's signed for next year, too. So regardless of whatever happens, you know, we've all I think we've all said a million times that this year is Hurts' year. He's going to give be given the chance to be the guy or not be the guy. So at the end of this year, if Hertz is not the guy, whatever. You, you trade him, you get rid of him, or whatever. You got Minshew to be a bridge until you get somebody better. I think, I think they were hedging bets, and I think they got a guy who probably in the early offseason, they were looking for like a three or a four, and just time went on, time went on, and they got him for a six no brainer I think it's a great trade and and you know what F everybody who's trying to make this a controversy saying oh oh it's gotta be a controversy though Ryan come on I know I know but but fuck them all. And, (laughs) and 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 dopes like ESP are saying oh this is a horrible trade they're gonna they're gonna trade Hertz for Watson and Watson's gonna sit out and Minshew's gonna start this year as retarded Hertz is is given the chance he's it's the, his team and whatever. Minchu's more of a backup uh, backup plan, a backup, backup plan. And they're hedging <laughs> back for, for next year, just in case. Eric, what say you, the Thank expert you on the team. backup? Oh, uh, once again,
0: that Ryan, that was bullseye, man. I mean, I, the thing I like the most about what he said is that Minshew plays a similar game to Hertz. That's what you want from your backup is like, you know, as much as we love Nick Foles, they had to change the whole fucking offense yeah, for him. Yeah. When, uh, when when that matters, down. it does. And like it worked out because Nick Foles is, as we know, the greatest quarterback to ever live. But the greatest quarterback, uh, the greatest. Um, but no, I I love Gardner Minshew. I thought he was uh as I thought he was as consistent as you can be in Jacksonville. Well, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, right. It's like it's mm-hmm. like I think it I obviously got a great value for him. It's it's. It no is a no-brainer, no brainer. and the only controversy is: is he going to beat out Flacco? When is he going to beat out Flacco? It's not whether he's going to uh, uh, take Hertz's spot. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody who follows the team thinks that's what's actually going to happen. I like. I could talk forever about Hertz. I love Hertz. I. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited for this season, even if the Eagles suck, because yeah. I am a which believer- it seems likely. It seems highly likely, yeah. but I also think that Jalen Hurts is. Uh, I just think he's a, I think he's a winner, and and the things mm-hmm. I want to see in a backup quarterback, I think, at this level, like everybody's got, you know, with the exception of like you know Chad Pennington's arm is too weak, you know. As long oh, as you man can that all, guy, as mm-hmm. long as you can make all the throws, everybody's got enough talent to make it work. It's like what you have here. And to me, Hertz showed me what he needed here in college. He showed me what happened. Like, we saw what happened with Wentz when he couldn't, like, they couldn't even talk about benching him and how, like, how threatened he was by Foles. Meanwhile, Jalen Hurts got benched in halftime of a national championship game, came back as a backup, and then helped them win the championship the next year as a backup. Then goes to Oklahoma, and they're like, he's going to be in a passing offense he can't throw. Well, he fucking taught himself to do it. And was no. this was I believe second in college football that year in uh, in total passing, so it's like that actually matters a lot more to me <clears> than like the X's and O's of like Jalen Hurts' right. game. It's like yeah. the fact that the dude is a gamer, that he's mentally tough. Uh, I trust someone like that to keep getting better uh, versus someone who was a quarterback at you know North Dakota State Central and playing. Was throwing passes when the cornerback looked like me, uh, right? I trust, trust <laughs> Jalen Hurts's experience and body of work as it already stands,
2: so, right? And I, th- I think for me, look, I-, I agree that the trade was a great on paper trade because they they got a-, a guy who has played quarterback in the NFL for nothing, right? Gardner Minshew is here for pennies. And he's going to learn the system. He's going to slowly develop. And as you guys are saying, he will overtake Joe Flacco. I actually, I think that it is very possible that Joe Flacco will get traded within the first couple of weeks of the season. Because some of these teams that I wrote down, look, they're already facing injuries. Like, you know, Indianapolis, they don't have a healthy quarterback. Dallas, if it's not Dak, they don't have a good quarterback. Like, there are places in the NFL where Joe Flacco can go to start. Yep. Um, yeah. But if he doesn't, my issue is that for a position that is as important as it is, we have in Philadelphia three exceptionally average quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts we have seen four games from and four plays in the preseason. We have no idea what he is, and he's going to be giving the keys to the kingdom because he played well during joint practices. Cool. I hope, Eric, that you're right, that he is indeed the gamer that he is. And I do think that he's saying all the right things. But I think there's definitely a, a big learning curve that he has to now jump over. Joe Flacco is washed up. He never was a great quarterback. Again, another small school kind of guy, Delaware. You know, shout out to Delaware. But again, another small blue hens, school, baby. Blue hands. Even the time where, like when you took him to the Super Bowl, he wasn't exceptional. Oh come He was on. just
0: come on. He come wasn't on, exceptional. Yes, yes, he was. Go back and look at the games that he. I always had this debate with Flacco haters. It's mm-hmm. like I get it, I get it. He's he's not he's not he's Aaron Nola. He's not an ace, <laughs> but like, listen, he had a, a he had an amazing season that year, and yeah. they don't win the Super Bowl without him. Like it wasn't true. Like, the defense was not like the Ravens defense of 2000 when That's Flacco true. won. He was sick that year. So look, I get and look he whatever, he played he had a great contract year. I think Albert Bell did the same thing. For the yeah. like it happens in sports. And he he had it at a time when they won the Super Bowl so he got paid. But like look, I think what's crazy about what you're saying is that you're saying you think he'll get traded to mm-hmm. another team to start. That means that the league values Flacco more than they value, value Minchu, which I do not. I think Gardner Minshew would be a much better quarterback for any of those teams you mentioned that right. are in need of a starter right now. So I'm, I would be, I'd be very surprised but, if Flacco doesn't stay on the Eagles, but maybe you're right. Maybe, but maybe the, the concern is not the conventional thing. So
2: the concern is, is that you have to look at where each of these players are in their career. Gardner Minshew is at the beginning of his career. Joe Flacco is at the tail end. So if you trade him to a Dallas because Dak is hurt, you know, Dak is still the quarterback when he gets back. Flacco will simply move to the side. If you trade him in Indianapolis, you know, Carson Wentz is the guy. When Carson Wentz gets back, they'll move Flacco to the side. So that's where the Minshew versus Flacco thing matters. Simply yeah. where the other quarterbacks who are the franchise quarterbacks are in their careers compared to where Flacco is.
1: Yeah. I, I just really don't understand why Jacksonville even traded him at this point. Like, why? why I don't either. Cause wait. who's their backup? Right, like, well, right, I, who knows? As, as I'm some, looking it up while you speak. I'm but, uh, like, still, look, why wouldn't you just wait a couple of games? Somebody's ultimately going to get hurt, and you, boom, you have this guy right here, you can get your third or your fourth, you train him away, boom, everybody's happy. Ryan, you ready for this?
2: It's Trevor Lawrence, CJ Bethard, or CJ Beathard, however you prefer to Beathard, say it. Yep. Sam- I'm going to go with Beat from the
1: yeah,
2: quarterback-loaded San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, yeah. And then Jake Lutton.
0: Jake who? Jake Lutton from Wash. Is he from Washington? Oh, yeah. I believe so. Lutton.
2: Either way, Gardner Minshew wow. is better
0: than all of them. Oh yeah. i Yeah. I'm that, Oregon that.
2: State. Oregon State.
0: Okay. I'm close enough. I knew some liberal bastion. <laughs> he was born in Washington. If that—that oh, that was what we were thinking of. Oh, that Half must been what I meant. Have credit. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but, 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 but yeah, like I, I, but, yeah. The point is is now Flacco is gonna be that guy. Uh, obviously, you're not gonna get that high of a value for him. But when somebody gets hurt, you, hey, I have Flacco. He's not doing anything. Here, take them off our hands for, for you know, a, a fifth or sixth round pick. We'll get that pick back. And you basically just traded Minshew for Flacco. Like, that's, that's a win-win yeah, for me.
2: My, my issue will be the divisive. So, again, we know in Philadelphia we like to get divisive over our backup quarterbacks. So, no. already there is the division between, you know, we were 50-50. Joe Flacco and Jalen Hurts, one of these guys. Well, And you can actually add a third category, people who still want Carson Wentz or who are buying Indianapolis Colts jerseys, but rooting for the Eagles.
1: Can I now it's
2: divided. Can now can there's I a fourth.
1: fourth. Before you add that fourth?
2: Okay, so there's a fifth. Go ahead. Who's so, your fourth? So the
1: fourth? Nick Foles. Who am I kidding? It's no, it's no ge- that genius. Uh, and there are many of them out there who are saying we should trade for Nick Foles. Yeah, you're, so you're,
0: four. You, you have one of those on your show right now. No, no.
1: Listen, I know you're a comedian, but there's no way
2: you're about to drop this. But again, then the divisive group going, well, well, shoot, Gardner Minshew should start now. Look at him. He's got that money. He looks like me. No matter what, there is not a clear-cut answer of who should be the starting quarterback. All right,
0: can I, can I ask Eric. Can an honest question? Can I ask you an honest question? Sure. If the Eagles traded for Nick Foles right now,
2: oh, God. Let, let's
0: say they traded like a, a six-round pick. Mm-hmm. And Nick Foles came and started every game this season and they went three and 13. Wouldn't it be kind of fun? Just be honest. Wouldn't it? I know we don't like to see the team, but wouldn't you have a little bit of fun? Those three wins. Wouldn't those feel a, a little extra special? You're smiling. Cause you know, it's true. I'm smiling you know because I'm comparing it. I'm smiling. Cause I'm comparing it to that relationship
2: that you're in for all those years. And then you guys break up and then like, you know, summer rolls around again. Then you go. You're like, you, you, summer comes and ends, and then you go back to school. And then you see the girl again, and you're like, do we want to give us another shot? But it's not the same.
0: But here's the thing. You, yes, but it's not like it was a bad relationship. This isn't some chick where you were having great sex and she was chasing you around with a knife for the other 23 hours of the day. Okay, he that's, that's actually a good relationship. He <laughs> wants us to fight. what uh, uh, you got do. I do like to live dangerously. <laughs> he won the fucking Super Bowl. And I then know. the next season came in was what? Two and two as a starter. Wentz came back in. Wentz got hurt again. And then he won a playoff game. I know he didn't play great against the Bears, but he fucking was rocking the shit down in New Orleans. And they're going in for the game-winning score. Old yeah. fucking jelly hands, Alshon oh, Jeffrey, <laughs> running, a, running a 40 dash twice as slow as me, drops a pass on the 10-yard line. I mean, what else do we want from Foles? I'm sorry. Like, yes, bring him back. Why did we break up sometimes? He he's only good normal. here.
2: He's only good here. You so look at his entire
0: back here. He had he set <laughs> astronomical
2: numbers his first Toro Duty when he had Chip Kelly as a coach. Then he goes to the Rams and just almost fails out of the league. He comes back here, he wins a goddamn Super Bowl. He goes to Jacksonville. He's terrible. He goes to Chicago, he loses the job. I
0: mean, why not? Dude, I hugged my father in the streets of Philadelphia. I don't want to make I don't need to make an argument bigger than that. I hugged my own father. We don't hug often. It was a big moment. (laughs) Nick Foles, bring him back, baby. Bring him back. Look, how can you ever
2: move forward? Jalen Hurts is allegedly the future. It's Whoa. the same reason why all I'm these sports radio. I want gonna, Nick
1: Foles. To I'm going to take, take back what to what Eric said. Okay. Jalen Hurts is mentally capable to handle something like that. I Agreed. Agreed, you know, listen. You know, Nick Falls most likely is not coming back, but
2: he's not, he's not he coming he back not. because, he he as Matt does, says, he we're he not, does, we have
0: does, to move forward. We have not. to move I forward. Do. I so look ahead, I love well, going Hurts on, podcasts and ruining them with this issue. No, there's is not I, ruining It's I great, Ryan. What's podcast.
1: your point, though? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just saying, hurt wouldn't be able to handle it. He wouldn't be, he wouldn't be soft like Wentz and go cry about it and then get benched and you know, blah 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 blah, never talk to the media again hurts uh, is fine man he has been through some shit he's gone here he's gone there he doesn't say shit he does his job he gets an opportunity he takes advantage he can handle it one thousand more, more than
2: anything and and eric i hear you i hear what you want in your heart and in your soul more than anything i want nick Foles to get traded to indianapolis
1: Oh, yeah. That, that, that would, would be, be
0: great. That would be really fun. I funny. love that. I kind of, I kind of need it. I, I, that was so fun. Went, when I, I read that story and I saw his press conference where he was like, please, please take me. <laughs> I, I started laughing so hard. Ho- I started laughing so hard at the idea Of Nick Foles just following Carson Wentz everywhere he goes for the rest of his life. Like if Carson Wentz personal Jason, if if Carson Wentz gets a job at Subway, I want Nick Foles to become the manager. I want Nick Foles (laughs) to haunt him forever. And and I I remember I was watching like uh, ESPN that fucking dumpster fire, and it was uh, Dan Orlovsky was like getting real mad at Mm -hmm. whoever they were talking to about two guys were saying the sh- Eagles should bring back falls. And okay, I just, I just wish I just wish I could have been a, a, a commentator, a commentator. Cause I remember Orlovsky was just like, why? And I would have been like, right. cause it's hilarious. <laughs> cause we're all going to die. You'll sell and tickets <laughs> because we're, we're all going to die. We're all just meet with holes. And I'm telling you that I'm, I'm offering you a chance to laugh your ass off for an entire <laughs> season while your team loses. When has that ever been the case in Philadelphia or like, like, or in Indianapolis for that point? Like, if he went to the Colts, if he went to the Colts, oh it man, would, it would legitimately, I would, oh, I, I could die a happy man.
1: Yeah, I, I would thinking too.
0: Of how, thinking of the conversation Carson Wentz is having with the mounted deer head in his own house, <laughs> the anger he's spewing in the shower to himself, it would be, Perfect. It would I, be ideal. It needs to happen. It needs to happen.
2: And and as Matt says here, by the way, we on the All About the Birds Network, we had kind of taken a hiatus and like a band Like we're not saying that guy's name anymore. We refer to him as the former. We refer to him as the guy who used to play. Quarter- we we wouldn't do it. We're talking about quarterbacks here. Like I'm okay with doing this because if we're going to spend a whole like 40 minutes talking about Nick Foles, we're going to talk about how much I want him to haunt. Carson Wentz says every waking moment at this point. It's hysterical.
1: I'd watch it's every single Indianapolis. Every,
0: I'd be a season ticket holder. I, I might actually not. buy season tickets. <laughs> I would move to Indianapolis. <laughs> I would change right. my name to Colt. Um, are we are we, are we are They mentioned Coy Detmer in the comments before. I do want to talk do about it. him. Talk about Coy Detmer. Well, what do you guys remember? Because I know everything about him. So, so you guys I,
2: start. I, I love Coy Detmer because I remember – his brother, Ty, like well, I started watching right, I want to say the 1998 playoff game against the Lions. Like that's when I really started watching football. Um, again, so I was born in 86. I got around, started like when I was maybe even younger. Um, but I remember that game and I remember the Rodney Peets and all those guys. And I remember Ty Depper and he was okay. And I, I, I remember these guys. Coy Depper comes in. He is Unkempt, he has this (laughs) humongous just mug, this mug on his face, right? He was one of the last guys that I remember as a quarterback that was the holder for extra points. I miss that. I miss that so much because it added an extra element to your special teams trickery. And then I remember the elbow. He is playing out of his ever loving mind and then his elbow gets bent so far back he can actually wrap it around his head two to three times and my friend was never the same i love coy demmer and his pickup truck that
0: he would drive even though he had a little bit more money than that he did, he he also did like that little like he had that his leg kick like he was getting bamboo shoots stuck up his nose he's that the legs are going. You can, you're yeah, like, that's did, you're like, so exactly what I remember
1: is him holding his elbow and kicking like a four-year-old. But you know
0: what else? I I uh I love Koy Detmer, So I watched every uh I watched every full game on YouTube that he ever played. He did okay. that kick like three different times. Like he did it once against the, the Patriots in '98, where he like okay. he was like hurt and then like he came out five seconds later and threw a touchdown. So he's a little bit of a drama queen with sure, that. Sure, I love camp. it. But the, the dislocated elbow is incredibly painful. It was <laughs> grotesque.
1: It's, it was grotesque. It was a, one of those moments injury. where you're like,
0: I don't want to keep watching it, but they're, they're going to continue showing I, I it. I'm like... <laughs> I can't believe you didn't... Okay, so I'll say the first thing I liked about Koi Detmer was the game I remember was when the Eagles went to Green Bay on Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. and it, it was the Bobby Hoying season, 98. Yeah. Bobby Hoying yeah. had thrown, like, no touchdowns in 11 games or something. And the first game, they were like, okay, we're done with Bobby Hoying. They went to some other guy. He sucked. He got hurt. And then it was Coy Detmer. And right. this is like the year the Packers, I think they went to the Super Bowl. I can't remember. Yeah, I
1: think that was that year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And the Eagles lost 16 to 24 at Lambeau, but they were in it. And Koy Detmer was so ballsy in the game. He was like, he yep. did like the touchdown celebration at Favre. And then Favre threw a touchdown and, like, did it back to Coy Detmer. <laughs> and, and as soon as as soon as soon that happened, I was like, it's Brett Favre. He's clearly going to the Hall of Fame. I'm 13 years old, and I'm watching Brett Favre sink to the level of the Eagles' third-string quarterback. <laughs> this guy is my favorite guy ever. <laughs> he's, and I remember John Madden uh, at mm. one point goes like, he's like a little Brett Favre without the talent. And I was like, <laughs> oh, they're just making him so likable. That's so, why you can
2: say whatever you want to.
0: I just, I just, I fell in love with him after that game, and I was always rooting for him to get, yeah, a shot, and a chance. Like, yeah, he, he played it. He had like one game against the Patriots in '99 where he threw three touchdowns. It mm-hmm. was pretty sweet. Uh, and then obviously that uh, that 49ers game, like he got that chance. But after that, he never really got back into a game in a meaningful way. I don't think he ever threw a right. touchdown pass after that uh, that season uh, where he did it in San Fran. But it was, he was just a character, man. And I've I've tried to get him on my podcast really hard. I've been harassing his former uh, football players on Twitter to try to get them to <laughs> to message him because he's like not really on social media, right? But uh, I, I think he's I think he's like all time. To me, he's all time top ten Eagles ever. Like he's just he's such a great. he's great he's such a legend.
2: Yeah, yeah, dislocated his up. Uh, Ryan, what are your what are your Koy Detmer thoughts?
1: Honestly, yeah. I, I mean, I, I remember him. I remember that Packers game. I think I think he ended up throwing two touchdowns. Jeff Graham. Um, and yeah, um, that was definitely one of the first memories I have of of, of Coy, and he was likable. He wasn't he wasn't the greatest quarterback, but he was no. just a likable dude. And yeah. I, I, honestly, from the drek we had leading up. Like, we all needed a quarterback to kind of believe in. And I, remember, I think that was him.
0: I remember I was, there's was like a highlight of like, I think they played the Rams at the vet uh, the game after the Packers game. And the Eagles scored 17 points. And they were like, hey, this guy's pretty good. <laughs> we got the offense going the right way. 17 points in a game was like exciting. Well, because, yeah, dude. that was big back then.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at his Wikipedia, aka Eric's research book here. Yep. Never threw another touchdown after 2002. He played 03, 04, 05 with the Eagles. Only got into like, he one started one other game. He, he, he did not play very much after that and then signed with the Vikings and then got cut right away for Brooks Bollinger and Tavares Jackson and Kelly Holcomb.
0: Yeah. So, yeah,
2: all right, hot, well, listen, there's there's current quarterbacks, though. So, I wrote, I wrote a card, right? right? I wrote a very fancy card of the current NFL quarterback competitions. Real quick, who wins it and why, and should they win it? Are we, we talking week one starter here? We're talking week one starter. All right. all right, so we'll start easy. We'll start one that's already been decided, did they get it right? Denver, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke. They have named Teddy Bridgewater the starter. Ryan, we'll start with you, then we'll go to Eric.
1: Oh, God, does it really matter? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, both those quarterbacks are are not good, uh, but they show flashes. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I got you brought in Bridgewater for a reason. You have Drew Locke, who's a young kid. I don't know. It's not like Denver's doing shit this year, so why not give Locks a more chance? So that's I, I what I'm saying. Wrong. I think they got it wrong. Okay, Eric. Uh, Teddy
0: Bridgewater has one glove,
1: right? Really? <laughs> He's
0: got. He kind of looks like Michael Jackson with. Yeah, glove. Right. it's white so, too. So that alone, yeah. I always go with the more backupy player, and I do think that uh, I think he counts. So I would go Bridgewater. I also. Uh, The Broncos need to go back to those uh, old uniforms they had in the '80s. I think that. Oh, I was gonna say the Terrell Davis ones. No, the ones where, like, you know, like the creamsicle. No, no, not the. Yes. The The baby blue helmet with the bronco, like hiding behind the D. (laughs) That was a badass uniform. If they do that, whatever I think, whatever quarterback they have will play better.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I like Drew Locke's swag. Sure. But besides that, no, we're not bringing back Tebow, Adam. You, sir, stop it. There you
1: go, winningest,
2: Adam. One
0: get
2: of the here. winningest playoff quarterbacks in Denver history. Stop it.
0: Tebow, te, tebow got railroaded in Jacksonville. Should have been the third string tight end, if you ask me. Uh, yeah, I like how they were like, sure, come in and play. Oh, No. No. Hey, you know what? That block everybody hated him on the running back still got like seven yards. It's not like that dude made the tackle. I'm just saying. No, but it was
2: nothing to do with Tebow. I'm just saying there.
0: I'm just saying he got he got a hat on him. All
2: right, <laughs> going down to New Orleans, Mister 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 W. Finger licking, Jameis Winston versus Taysom Hill. <laughs> Eric, start with you.
0: Uh, you gotta go uh Winston because he's uh what's that word? A quarterback? A quarterback. <laughs> yeah.
2: Taysom yeah. Hill is an absolute joke of a player. And the fact that when we played against them last season, they started Taysom Hill at quarterback. I was like, Oh, you just want to give us a win. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. you. Uh Ryan, any disagreement there?
1: No. Um Plus uh, Jameis Winston playing football is, is a lot more funny than yeah the, 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 co- the comedic factor is, is so much higher. Uh, can't, just, can't
0: take away the comedic factor in these no, decisions. I no, I think
2: that's, I think that's actually the, the hidden that. criteria that we really have to focus on. Yeah. Oh,
1: who's that over yeah. Talent, yeah that's,
2: that's the tiebreaker. <laughs> who's going to make me giggle more. <laughs> yeah. All right. In San Francisco, is it going to be Trey Lance or Jimmy big wiener Garoppolo?
1: I mean, it's, it's, it's going, this is actually a tough one. This is a toss up. It's going to be Garoppolo. Yes.
2: Especially Um, because Trey Lance is hurt
1: right now. Well, yeah, there is that. But honestly, if, if San Fran was smart, um, they would, as soon as Lance gets healthy, uh, they, they should try to, to look to Trey Garoppolo and just roll with Lance.
0: Yeah. I think, I think, I mean, what's Jimmy Garoppolo's record when he starts, he's like, twenty and twenty and three or something. he mm-hmm. obviously can't stay healthy, but I would say like you I, I mean, they're what they're doing. They're gonna play Garoppolo. he'll get hurt, but I wouldn't take I wouldn't take him out until he's hurt, you know? I mean, it, it, look for whatever reason, they play very well with him. you know, he didn't he played like shit in the Super Bowl, whatever that was two years ago. but like, I, I don't know. i I want to see him do well. So I'm like, I'm rooting for Garoppolo to make the Trey Lance choice a mistake, but you know, right. it's, not, it's not likely.
2: Adam would like to bring back a, a, a category C and just have Joe Montana play at, you know, 72 years old quarterback for the uh, San Francisco 49ers, which right. I don't hate that idea. I would watch that as well. Uh, comedy. Big Joe Montana real, high. Fan. real high. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think so going back all the way to our conversation about, Carson wins. It's the North Dakota state thing. I don't think Trey Lance is going to be as good of a quarterback as people want him to be. Although Mr. Eastern Illinois, Jimmy Garoppolo kind of falls under the same. Like it's two guys who now, as you mentioned, he's Garoppolo is 24 and eight over the course of his career. So he's proven to win games. So I, I don't know. I mean, that's, it's going to be Garoppolo until Lance is ready. Lance is hurt right now. So there you go. New England Mac Jones versus Cam Newton. It looks like it's going to be Mac Jones. If I was to take a guess.
0: Mm. It would looks would, like
2: it's going to be Mac Jones.
0: I would uh, uh <laughs> I go Cam Newton but take him out after his first incompletion. Sure. Yeah. So
2: he actually got taken out last Tuesday um for his week 1 series. Yep, absolutely
1: listen when you have somebody like you know can newton who's established it may not mm-hmm. be what he once was uh and a rookie and there's a clear block for the rookie to to get to the start you got to play the vet and and listen let it play out you know again unless unless you're somehow super bowl contending you know blah 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 i, I you just let it play out let cam let Cam open the door for Mac Jones. I running.
2: think I think Cam Newton's problem in New England is the offense is too rigid. Where he doesn't get to be like in Carolina, he was allowed to be creative and run and do exciting things. New England, you either follow the letter of the law or Bill Belichick murders you. Yeah. Mac Jones is going to be better at following orders because he already played for Nick Saban. So he right. already knows a professional style offense. Cam Newton struggled last year, and I don't see it getting any better.
0: The other problem for Cam Newton is he's a old sack of shit, and he's not gonna he's not gonna last three games. Yeah, I mean, the other like, thing is, I, I agree. he's got like the tree
2: rings, except it's his hair. So every year he gets older, it's his hair gets taller. Yeah,
0: he's he's not even that old. New, he's new just his he, his style of play aged him. You know, uh, like yeah, he, he, you could, that Bobby only has so many hits, and I feel like he's hit his max with that. I, I agree with I agree with Ryan. Like you let the vet play, and it's like that that situation that happened in Seattle. Like not everybody's Russ, not every rookie is Russell Wilson, and not every sure. vet is Matt Flynn. It's like yeah. usually <laughs> you let the old guy go, and you know it, we get to see the scene from any given Sunday where Dennis Quaid is mad, <laughs> like and that it shatters
2: his spine thirteen different you know,
0: ways. That's the that's the way of. It's like, it's like wrestling where like the heel has to go like the, the wrestler always has to go out losing to give up to the young guy. (laughs) Like it's always, yeah. The old guy's got to be on his back anymore. And the young guy comes in and then the old guy and the new guy get close to each other. And the new guy says, thank you. But like where the audience can't see it, you know, it's like wrestling. (laughs) So I think that's, what's got to happen. The NFL man it's the best. It's the best drama in the world. It is. Uh, I
2: have I, I wrote it down here as a three man race in Chicago, Eric. I already feel like I know what you're going to say, but who should start oh. in Chicago? Andy one, Dalton,
0: Justin Fields, or Big Dick Nick? One man has been wronged, and we know who that man is. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you talk about a guy that I, that I think has a likelihood to get traded to a team yeah. that needs a starter, it's Andy Dalton. I don't know. I, I really? That, oh, yeah. totally. Yeah.
2: Over yeah. Foles cuz no, he was not. promised a starting job. Andy Dalton was promised the Chicago starting job. Yeah, but then Justin Fe- they got Justin
0: Fields no, and he no, looks good strange. and
2: Right, please name for me the successful Ohio State
0: quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. Craig Wentzel.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jim Bob McPooper Pants.
0: Bobby Hoying. For- but Bo- no,
2: he was <laughs> yeah. That's how I know you're a comedian. <laughs> Nothing that's a, that's that. a, that's a joke that's now cycled back all the way. Uh, yeah. yeah right. I mean, and I always say like, you you need one quarterback from Ohio state to break the narrative that no quarterback from Ohio state is good. Yeah. It might be Justin Fields. It might not be.
0: I like Justin Fields a lot. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I like, I like all three of those quarterbacks. So I like that's a loaded team.
2: room. That's a good room.
0: That's a great. And Nick Foles is your third string quarterback yeah it's Pretty a loaded good. room i thought i don't know why Foles got such a short leash with chicago their offensive line was a sieve last year and he still had that game against atlanta where he threw like six touchdowns in half a game i don't know i i feel like they gave up on our boy too soon
2: well that's because they had to deal with mitchell trubisky in front of them yeah. again and somebody else who was like but i'm the starter
0: you watch what happens with the bills if josh allen goes down I don't think that Mitchell
2: Mitchell Trubisky
0: apparently is having a lot of success out there already. I'm telling you, man, like you want to talk about a dark horse to be like, fuck you to everybody. It's Mitchell Trubisky. If Josh Allen goes down, that Bill's team is so loaded. They're stacked. Oh yeah. That, that could be a revenge tour. He fucking, that's like Sherman's March to the sea. He'll (laughs) fucking, he won't even, he'll, he'll burn every city to the ground
2: just for fun. Ryan, who's starting in Chicago?
1: Ugh, again, this is one of those like, ugh, ugh
0: is not an option,
1: sir. Yeah, uh, who should be? Justin Fields.
2: You think he's done enough as a rookie? Okay,
1: there's. there's uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but, but the Red Rocket isn't enough to stop me from from getting the rookie in there. He's not good enough to 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 stop that progress. Just throw the rookie in there again. It's not like you guys are, are doing anything. So let them have it, learn, have a year, and you'll be better for it in year, year number two. Hey, hey, Chip, for your next
0: episode, you should have Ryan debate the version of himself five minutes ago that said the veteran should always
1: start first. Well, <laughs> well, hold on now. I, I said, I said if, if they're good enough. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's so good. That's on, so Andy, good. Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton should not be starting. No, hey, he shouldn't trash. be. He's trash. He's and not, it was funny know, because last year. He's not right great either, but he's a lot better than freaking, uh, what's his name? Like I already forgot his name. That's how inconsequential he is.
2: It's funny because last year, looking at the quarterback room. Of the Dallas Cowboys, I went. Wow! If Dak Prescott gets hurt, the the best acquisition was Andy Dalton, a proven winner. You got a roll. man. I'm all talking about bad takes. Yeah, He's that's trapped. a bad take. That yeah. was a bad take. Um, speaking of Dallas, assuming Dak Prescott, because there's been so many rumors. Assuming Dak Prescott <laughs> does not play because the ankle isn't healed, the shoulder is a mess. Your choices are Garrett Gilbert. Cooper Rush or Ben DiNucci? Uh,
0: DiNucci. DiNucci. nooch. nooch. Kind of sounds like nooch. a pasta I want he to does. try. Yeah, can I have, he also uh, he went to JMU, FCS quarterback. How are you not rooting for him? Yeah.
2: I, uh, I wa- I've I i want. been watching Hard Knocks because it's one of my guilty pleasures. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to put the sleeve on. You're going to be cool. All right, DiNucci, go out there. Throws three picks. He's like, Ur! I'm like, dude, you suck. You've always sucked. Adam would like Cooper Rush to be the starter.
1: Sure.
2: If, if Dak Prescott doesn't play, this team is doomed right away. Yeah, 100%. yeah. That's it. And final one, uh, who should start the entire Indianapolis Colts quarterback room or the injuries
1: injuries. injuries. <laughs> Cause that team. Can is we a say, damn Can we map. update that and say, say COVID.
0: Man, to talk about a talk about a mistake not keeping uh Brissett. Yep. That's like yeah. that looks so bad now. Yeah. That looks so bad now.
2: Cause now you've got Carson who's was dealing with the, the foot injury, now dealing with the COVID. Jacob Eason, you've got Sam Ellinger who is out, and Brett Hundley is your backup Ooh. to the backup, to the backup. Brett,
0: Brett Hundley was bad in college. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't even good you, in
1: college.
0: You, you know, he had like he probably has like the build. I, I guess. I feel like it's like old baseball where they're like, he look, he's good looking. He looks like a football player. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he looks like a Yankee. I, I don't I don't know why. He was not good in college. Not
1: at
2: all. All right. Listen, I want to wrap with one more, one of these stories that just keeps getting better as you hear it. And Eric, I don't know if you've heard this because you were traveling. Ryan, I'm seeing this live as we speak. So do you remember over the past weekend, there was a high school football game televised on ESPN, right? And the one team was superb and exceptional, incredible, nationally ranked. And the other team was like, oh, they've got, they told us they've got like three to four uh, Division I talented players. We haven't found any records of that. This team was called Bishop Sycamore out of Ohio. Here's where the story is incredible. Bishop Sycamore is a made up high school. There is no record of this high school in the entire state of Ohio. And they somehow convinced ESPN to nationally televise this team where the guy who is the alleged head coach has an arrest warrant, an active arrest warrant out. Most of the players were junior college dropouts and, they played two games in 3 days under this ruse.
0: That's awesome. What? That doesn't even make sense. Like I don't How know, they know do why it. they would do that, but
2: it is my very favorite thing that has been happening right now. In fact, I'm going to I'm going to show you the clip of the announcers for ESPN absolutely crapping all over this team. Now, mind you, this is 30 to nothing in the second quarter. Listen to the ESPN announcers. This is before all this information came out.
1: Bishop Sycamore told us they had a number of Division One prospects on their roster. To be frank, a lot of that, we could not verify. <laughs> they did not show 100%. up in our bat- database. They did not show up in the databases of other recruiting services. So it's okay. If that's what you're telling us, fine. That's how we take it in. From what we've seen so far, this is not a fair fight. And, and there's got to be a point now, Luz, where – You do worry about health and safety. I am worried about it. I think it's – this this could potentially be dangerous.
2: I think that – hold on. this This was a pretty good clue. Can we look at the very fancy uniforms of this team? Black on black on white on no logo on the helmet.
1: Like, why would you fake your way to play on ESPN just to get your ass kicked?
2: I don't know, but it's exceptional
0: yeah it's it's such it's such an indictment it's not an indictment of like the fake school because that's like no it's not that's just insane that they did it it's like it's the fact that ESPN does that little like (laughs) pre-game work research before televising a game that's insane (laughs)
2: It to make matters worse, they might not be a real high school. Uh, it appears to be an online-only charter school with a website that resembles a blog. The team went 0 and 6 last season, and was routinely blown out. With all this information, as Eric was saying, it's unclear why or how ESPN agreed to air the game in the first place. Mm. So do your research, friends. That's with oh, wow. the final message.
1: They are justice. of the day. The pinnacle of sports.
0: You know, I, I in defense of ESPN, sometimes I'm doing my podcast and I haven't researched the quarterback, and I find stuff out live as I'm reading it on Wikipedia. So, you sure, know, maybe <laughs> that's I, definitely it, the same as flying out an entire
2: football team to a neutral site, setting up all your cameras, making sure that these guys are—I don't know—actually high school players. All right. before airing a game against the number one ranked team in the country.
0: No, I'd, say, I'd, I'd say I have more pull than ESPN. I get at least 300 listeners per episode, Chip. I think you're selling me short. <laughs> My podcast has a lot of reach, and I've made mistakes. I forgive them. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: forgive them. Well, I'll tell you what. Eric, plug your stuff real quick. Talk about your your Twitter handles, what you do, as we start to wrap this Jimmy John up.
0: Awesome. You can find me on social media, at Eric Hellig, on all Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. My podcast, bringing the Backups, it's on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. And you can find links to everything if you just go to erichelwig.com, E-R-I-C-K, hell, like the place, wig, like a thing on your head. erichelwig.com. Check out my comedy. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks.
2: My man. Ryan, over to you. I'm bringing you over to the big screen right here.
1: Hold on. I so can do it. I hope I can handle I I time for now. Yeah. Um, so uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Ryan Reese, uh, Twitter, Ryan underscore Reese. Uh, basically, I help to run the Philly Sports Alliance, uh, the PSA. We're basically a kind of a couple of groups of uh, podcasters that just kind of wanted to get together. We have a network of shows all throughout the week. Currently, I think we have about 10 shows uh, spanning Monday through Sunday, uh, all about Philly sports. So we're uh, kind of branching out into breaking news and updates as well. So find us anywhere. Uh, You can uh, Twitter at Philly Sports PSA. Everywhere else, just search uh, Philly Sports Alliance, YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, all that other crap. Fantastic.
2: I want to thank my two wonderful, wonderful guests for joining me tonight. It has been a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. I'm looking at the time over here in the corner. I'm like, oh, shit, we're almost at an hour and a half. I probably should let Eric get back to his vacation, let Ryan get some sleep. Myself, I got to get some sleep. But I have been Chip. Here's the All About the Birds slash our new rebranding, which we're trying to make sure you know. We are expanding to the AAT Sports Network. So there's the new Twitter handle. Rundown of shows for the week. Wednesday night, we have our big All About the Birds weekly report uh, season preview with the writing staff. So we're going to make our season predictions, our official predictions for the year. Uh, Thursday night is across the pitch, our union show and soccer related things. Friday is birds, beers, and BS, our YouTube exclusive along with next week. We are starting our brand new show on Tuesday nights called burning bridges with former NFL player, Jeremy bridges and talking shit on whoever he feels like talking about. Um, so that'll be Tuesday nights at 10 30. We also have some huge news coming up, which we will tell you once we finalize the details, but it will involve a live podcast, a live pregame show uh, that you will actually be able to come and attend. So once we get the final details on that, we will share that out. All of our sponsors are in the bio uh, to the show, so make sure you are checking them out. Again, just real quick, 99Jersey, OddsJam.com, Statement Games, AATBirds.com slash shop, Lots of Rain Watches, and Manscaped.com. Calm. We end every show here on the all about the birds network with uh, you know, go birds. And we end every show here on a Monday night with a, uh, we're out of beer. So we're out of here. Uh, gentlemen, again, I want to thank you for joining me. It's been a pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. Absolutely. And uh,
0: Chip, are you going to let them know that I'm replacing you as host?
2: Yes. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. Any I night where I don't feel like doing him. chips and yeah,
0: <laughs> well, any night that I don't feel like doing
2: chips and dish, I'll be like, "Yo, I'm bringing in the hell wig," and they'll be like, "What does that mean?" And your face will just pop up, and you'll just yeah. do the Koi dance. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yep. We have to end the show with a very fancy commercial about testicles. So enjoy the next two minutes and ball. Sh- Wait, Eric, do you want to talk about ball shaving? I know you had a had a heartfelt moment about this before the show, yeah. We you had some thoughts. No, shave your balls. You know, shave your balls. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Shave your balls. Here's a commercial about how to do it. Peace. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code AATBIRMS. Ready for an out-of-world experience, fellas? Look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped that has just taken off in not only the USA, but Canada, UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawn Mower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer crop preserver ball deodorant crop reviver toner performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system first scheduled for liftoff new lawnmower 4.0 trimmer this spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body balls butt and even Uranus. this fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology the lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on/off switch, can engage a travel lock, and is even waterproof. The lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4,000 K LED spotlight you can turn on and off when needed for a more precise shave throughout your travels across the universe. The performance package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker. It's like having a little astronaut to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ears. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor powered, 360 degree rotary dual blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Don't forget to use Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and their Crop Reviver to help your little planets be on their A-game while feeling the sun's heat. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0. The Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Band. Abort Harry balls and buzz lightyear that Woody with Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code AATBirds at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code AATBirds at Manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you.